please keep in mind that anything that you hear on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, and none of it should be construed as investment or personal financial advice. If you want personal financial advice, please reach out to a professional like myself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Priest Financial Planning Podcast. I'm Scott, and with us is Austin Priest, the lead at Priest Financial Planning in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. This podcast provides informative and entertaining look at financing in a way that resonates with those here in western Wisconsin. Austin, how's it going? I'm good. Thank you, Scott. How are you? And this is the, the debut episode of this podcast. Austin deciding to, to jump into the podcasting pool uh I'll say head first, not feet first. You're going right in, hoping you don't hit the bottom, right? Right. (laughs) So there's a lot we'll cover in the course of today and in subsequent episodes as well in this uh, kind of fun look at uh, financial planning and financing and, and chatting with people throughout the area in following episodes. But right now, a chance for us to get to know Austin a bit before he touches maybe on some things he wanted to today. First off, who are you? All right. You know, that's that's the thing. People see you know, mailers and social media and friends of friends all know various financial planners and people that can help out with financing and all of that. Many of them are nameless or, you know, they're not necessarily soulless individuals. But when you see just a billboard somewhere, it's, it's soulless. Who are you as we get to try to figure out... Uh, your story. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Scott. I'm happy to have the opportunity to kind of give a little bit of my background. Um, I uh, grew up here in western Wisconsin in New Richmond and came to Eau Claire uh, to go to the University of Wisconsin in Eau Claire here. Um, Got my finance degree there in 2019, and I've been in the financial planning world ever since. Um, I I like to tell people that uh, it's kind of my mission to um, my life mission to uh, bring financial education to people. Um, that's really what I enjoy doing, and I, I'm just here to try to help people out. So that really is why I, uh, I decided to go and start my financial planning practice. You, know, you, you, you touched on it a little bit there, but still, why exactly financial planning? You know, when, when, when we're growing up, people dream of being a baseball player, a fireman, a police officer, maybe even over time in high school, still dream of, for lack of a better term, more toy careers, sure. all right? But those that work in financial planning, this is, is every bit a passion for them as it is for somebody that works in a bake shop, for instance. So what drew you down that path of financial planning, and why is it that it is such a passion for you. Yeah, sure. So I think a lot of people have memories of uh, when when money first kind of became something that you're conscious of, right? And uh, one of the things that really started to get me interested in this space was uh, there was a, um, a uh, stock picking competition in middle school. And obviously it was all fake money because we were middle schoolers, but um, I in that competition, I was like, well, man, what, what is a stock? And I started asking people and no one really had a very good answer for me. <laughs> you know, it's kind of these, these things that you buy and, uh, and they can make money for you over time. It's like, well, gosh, how does that actually work? So that's what kind of 
drove me uh, from really a fairly early age to um, to want to dig more into finance. Um, and in my time at UW-Eau Claire, I was uh, able to take a uh, financial planning course, uh, which really brought in a, a bunch of industry professionals um, from the area to talk about what financial planning really means, uh, what different topics uh, we cover in financial planning. And you'll find that there's really this breadth of, uh, of some people hear financial planning and they think investments and maybe life insurance. Um, when in reality, we can be looking at so much more, whether it's uh, planning around budgeting, planning around debt payoff, um, any big goals that you have in your life, whether that be moving to a different area or buying your first house. Uh, these are really big, impactful things about people's lives. And uh, this is this is a, uh, a, a career where I could actually be a part of those big decisions for people. And um, that has always really, uh, really resonated with me to be able to, to help get to that big impactful um, piece of someone's life. Before we dive more into the financial world, what do you do in your free time? Uh, yeah, in free time, well, I, I like to read. Uh, my, my wife and I are both big readers um, and uh, you know, enjoy binging the newest TV show, right? Uh, we try to get out on the weekends and go do some hiking around the area and travel when we can. That, that, any favorite spots to do your hiking? Uh, we, we try to um, try new ones every time we go out, actually. So, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I guess is my answer. <laughs> uh, something that I, when people... It's funny these characterizations that happen over time, and people have, I think, two different images of those in the finance world. One is the, uh, you know, Glenn Gary Ross idea and, and what have you from the '80s, and then people on the stock floor and yelling and screaming and and trying to push penny stocks and and all of that. And the other being the 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 regal gentlemanly person who who might be you know, of middle aged, if you will, and, and, and reeking of experience. You are younger, all right? Where does youth come in as maybe a benefit for you? And at the same time, you still have that experience. Yeah, yeah. So I, I am younger, yep. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, I, one, of the, one of the benefits, I think, to, to working with a younger advisor is uh, I, I'm planning to be doing this for the next 30 40 years right so I'll, I'll be around for a lot of those big uh, big decisions in life uh, planning for and through uh, all, all of the all of the big goals um, I, uh, I I try to place myself as someone who's who's not either right the the person yelling on the stock floor no, nobody really wants to be that guy um and i'm pretty clearly not the not the um uh you know salt and pepper <laughs> you know uh gentleman uh with the regal look um and really it it, it kind of comes back to to why i started my firm and that's that's to work with a different demographic right i uh mo most advisors who are out there you talk about the the um advisor that comes to mind 
Um, probably one of the first words that comes up is retirement. Most, uh, most advisors are working with retirees who have built their life savings um, and you know, are, are there to help out with figuring out all of, the, uh, all of the difficulties that come along with retirement. How much can I withdraw from my portfolio? What decisions should I make for Social Security and Medicare? You know, all, all, those, uh, all those different pieces, um, which is super important. Uh, but I found that there's not a whole lot out there for people who are working, right? So um, I I tend to resonate with uh, with the younger generation a little bit more. We tend to have a little bit more in common, uh, just given our age. Um, so that's more of the demographic I work with, uh, working on the um, on the uh, challenges of you know, figuring out what to do now that we've had our first kid or looking to, to move to a new area or figuring out what we should elect for our benefits, you know. So um, that's kind of kind of what sets me apart from most of the advisors. That and I think something that's important is, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm the old regal guy in this room now at <laughs> 42, but there's a lot of people I know that are that are of my age that have, zero to little actual planning mm-hmm. for their financial future. They may have had something through work mm-hmm. that may not even be active anymore, but they, they, they've they never jumped in. And I know talking to other people, there's people that are twice my age that never got into financial yeah. planning. Their, their whole idea was taking the money and putting it underneath the, the mattress uh, for that. Being a little younger, do you see that again as a benefit of trying to get people in their 20s, in their early 30s to get going? Because if you, know, you, you start up at that age, that's going to help you out down the road. Right. Yeah. And so I, I work with uh, people, you know, in their 20s, 30s and 40s and, and also, you know, in, in the 50s age range. Um, that That is definitely uh, one of the benefits of working with a younger generation, right? Uh, a number of times in my past, I've had uh, a 62-year-old come in and say, well, I'm retiring next year and I want to know what I need to do. And it's like, well, our options are limited. You know, we we might need to talk about picking up some part-time work or, uh, or you know, on the other side of things, things look great. You, you did well, you know, and, and uh, you can feel free to retire next year and not worry about it. But um, I I love the idea of, of being there over the long run to be able to, to guide everything in the right direction. And, um, you know, so, some people too, they really enjoy doing it themselves and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's, uh, that's part of the reason that I, I'm trying to, get the information out there to help the um, the DIYers out there uh, in addition to anyone who who thinks that they maybe would like to have a little bit of additional help. And occasionally the financial planner's got to be there to talk sense in the people. You know, they, 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 they come to you with the idea of, I'm, I'm going to go get a business plan together for an outdoor beach volleyball court that's only going to be open in December in Eau Claire. <laughs> you sometimes got to talk some sense into people. Uh, how do you, by the way, stay up on the latest trends, all right? The way things are done now, there are a lot of similarities between now and a generation ago, but at the same time, there's still new things that come in, and there's always fads that come in as well, and no doubt people call you up and say, hey, I'm hearing about this, or I'm hearing about that. Should I be involved? We, we all know about the Bitcoin, uh, you know, that... that ebbed and flowed really probably about five years ago, and I think most people have gotten their grasp on the pros and, and the cons 
of Bitcoin. But how do you stay up on the trends? And there's probably a lot more that you have to read about than we would ever assume. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the requirements for various designations that I hold is to um, to complete continuing education each year. You know, I think a lot of professions have requirements to make sure that people stay up on things. So there's a certain required number of hours that I have to study, uh, you know, on, on different industry topics every year. Um, one thing, you know, it, investing doesn't change a whole lot over time. Uh, uh, a lot of people think that it does, but really uh, what the right thing to do for a 20-year-old was 10 years ago is pretty much the same today. Um, but what does change a lot is uh, is tax code. You know that uh, that can change pretty much every year. Um, so that's something that uh, that advisors out there need to. Uh, we all put a lot of time into making sure that we understand um, everything that's going on with uh, with changes in the tax code or other legal changes that affect clients. Um, and I'm also a part of, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of really good, really smart advisors out there. So I'm a part of a couple of different communities um, to make sure that, you know, we're, we're all bouncing ideas off of each other. And, you know, hey, I have this issue that I haven't dealt with before. Um, there are a couple of different communities out there that I can reach out to to, uh, to um, get, get some input from maybe some, some of the more experienced advisors out there. It seems, uh, coming from the outside, and you can maybe correct me, maybe maybe for all I know I've had it wrong for the last 15 years, but a lot of this is getting a good plan together, and then if you have a good plan together, most likely it's going to be small adjustments over time. That's the idea. There may come a time where you have to make a big adjustment, but it's minor adjustments over, over time, and I know what one person once told me 10 years ago, the, the role of a financial planner is to help take the stress out of the day-to-day ebbs and flows away from you. Is that correct? Yeah, I'd say that's definitely a big part of it. You know, small small changes over time, they, they compound and they make a really big difference uh, much later on. Um, another really important role of an, of an advisor is being that barrier between you and the big mistake, you know, that, that sometimes might, might come up, you know, the, the big mistake for a lot of people is just selling when the market is down, which uh, most people I think know is not really the way you're supposed to approach investing. You're supposed to um, buy low, sell high is kind of the popular uh, saying out there. Um, So it's, it's kind of twofold, making sure that all of the the little things are moving in the right direction over time. And then uh, being there for the big decisions, you know, that, that, might make a, dig, a, a big difference today. I love asking this type of question to any type of person, any type of industry, and I think this is a good thing to, to have some fun with on the first show. So you're at a party. People find out you're a financial planner. I'm sure they all come up to you and go, oh, you, you, all you financial planners hide a little something from us, don't, don't you? Uh, what are some maybe popular misconceptions people have about what it is your profession actually does you you guys aren't sitting there in a smoke-filled room actually controlling the levers <laughs> right exactly yeah so some some people and, and this is you know in, in opinion some people will argue with me on this and that's okay <laughs> um, but one of the 
big misconceptions out there, I think, is that uh, is that anyone can really do better investing by actively managing, you know, by, you know, I, I'm going to pick these stocks and I'm going to outperform the market because uh, I'm really smart and I, I know better than everyone else out there. That's, you know, if you take a step back and think about that, there are very, very few people who are able to do that. And we know that because they're famous. You know, we've, we've heard Warren Buffett's name, right? He's mm-hmm. famous for being really good at uh, at investing over a long period of time, he's picked really good companies, and he's done very very well for for himself and shareholders of Berkshire Hathaway. Um, but the the simple truth is that most people are better off just investing in low cost funds that uh, that are going to track the market and controlling for uh, for how much risk to take. You know, as opposed to trying to time the market or uh, or be more active in their investing. Well, and the way I always looked at a financial planner, it's no different than I sure as heck don't want to put a new roof on my house. Financially, I don't want to put a new roof on my house. Nobody has fun putting a new roof on. Yeah. But I don't want to physically put a new roof yeah. on my house. Could I do it? Absolutely, I could figure it out. It's going to take a lot of work. Mm-hmm. going to be hot and sweaty. I'm going to pay somebody else to, to do it there. It's going to probably, I can be more confident it's going to get done, and I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I look at a financial planner much the same way. Uh, I think you hit it. A lot of people think, well, I went to college. I can figure this out. I know what's high. Well, I can read a couple of things here. And mm-hmm. you saw it a lot when the Internet first popped out about 20 years ago, people doing the day trading and, and all of that. But I, I think it, it, it's, it's, it's very much like sports gambling is. I know an awful lot about sports. I don't <laughs> think anybody knows more than I. But, it's, but to do it as a career is a full-time job. It really is. Mm-hmm. You have to constantly research what's going on. Look at every little number there. It's the, there's the occasional gut feeling you can go by, but it's all based on numbers. It's based on trends, and you have to stay up on it day in and day out, and that's probably what a lot of people maybe take for granted when they're, they're, they're hiring. You're not just sitting back t- occasionally making a phone call to tell somebody, hey, you're still doing good, all right? You're 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 constantly having to monitor hey what's going down and then is it going down because it's just a wave or is it going down because there's a lot of disagreements amongst the 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 ceo and the board of directors and there's a lot of uneasiness with this particular company or something they put forth there as a trial if it's a maybe a pharmaceutical and that far that trial has completely blown up in their face you got to stay on top of all that well and you know i i i want to i want to say two things to that you know i i I think there's a misconception too that you know a a lot of my time isn't really spent on on investments Mm -hmm. right i uh for myself and for the people who work with me i we set an allocation and we kind of let it be right that's that's kind of the best way to to deal with that um and it's it's pretty one one example that i like to give is you know banks give their forecasts for where the market is going to be at the end of this year well banks at the beginning of 2023 they didn't know that uh, uh, artificial intelligence was going to come out and drive everything higher. They Most people thought there was going to be a recession this year and there didn't end up being a recession. So um, things like that that just can't really be forecasted cause people to be wrong about the future. So it's it's best to, to not not even try to forecast what it's going to look like and instead focus on your specific situation and your goals and what you should be doing with your money 
to to bring it back to your example of you know i i don't want to go put a roof on my own house you know i that's uh, i'm in the same spot right I, sometimes i i try to i try to do things myself and it ends up uh you know like i i put a water heater in and then it screwed up something with the plumbing so i ended up spending way more because i had to hire a plumber to fix the problem that i that i caused you know um so there's the aspect of uh of saving potentially saving money by not screwing things up and two uh the the expert that you're talking mm-hmm. to you know uh it, it's important that they understand what you want to get out of it you know what what color shingles do you want <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> there's probably different designs that i don't know so a roof maybe isn't the best example but uh, you know <laughs> it's important that who you're working with understands what you're wanting to get out of it and, and they should be able to help you do that and uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we we, we started and, and all of that. Uh, when people are looking at, and, and no doubt cover this in, in future episodes and all of that, when people are hearing financial planning, again, as you've said, the, the idea of retirement comes up, and mm-hmm. that typically is the end goal for, for everybody. But you're also there to help guide people to, hey, there's going to be other big expenses that you probably want to have. Let's not even talk about the unexpected ones, but right. maybe you want to, you know, have that big trip to Walt Disney World and it's going to cost $10,000 or maybe you want to invest in uh, you got a chance to invest in Green Bay Packers season tickets, all right? You know, all those sort of things that you want to do and also have things set aside for let's go back to the roof. Let's say the roof gets blown off your house, you got to pay for that. Uh, all those you, you need a new car it's not just retirement correct mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the the way that i kind of structure it especially for younger people uh is you know we'll we'll kind of use that retirement as a, a north star you know like we, we need to make sure that we're planning for it at least a little bit but you're not gonna know when you're in your 30s whether you're gonna you're gonna retire at 55 60 65 or 70 you know so um we we kind of use it as as uh, make sure that we're we're doing the right things and we're directionally correct about that piece, and then that informs what we're able to do now. You know, wh- whether it's uh, saving up over the next few years to um, to put a down payment on a bigger house, or um, or saving for your kid's education. You know, uh, those are the types of things that we need to make sure that you're set up for your future uh, before we can figure out what we need to do for the short-term goals and what's actually possible with the short shorter term stuff um as well as you know the the fun things how how much can we afford to to um spend on travel each year uh and maybe it's more than you originally thought because we're going to give up some things later on you know these are conversations that we have the uh the trade-offs in um in all of the different things that we can do with our money as we start to wind things wind things down, you, you obviously are a little little younger there. But that being said, a lot of people, especially of of, of, of my generation, came up. You know, we were entering the workforce and a couple years in when there was the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. How much, as you heard all of this talk about a possible recession, there's still some people that are hanging on to thinking it's right around the corner. How many stories did you hear? from back back in the day that that 08 09 time period from yeah. people and and maybe some people were very you know skittish around the financial game yeah i mean it it 
the the financial crisis in 2008 was uh, kind of a, a generational um, you know event a really really big thing it changed how how really everyone who lived through it thinks about money um, and for better and for worse you know so some people learned some lessons during that time and some people uh, m- made some mistakes and are still making maybe some some mistakes based on what they think they learned <laughs> during that time you know so um, I I try to bring it back to you know we we know that things like this are going to happen over the course of our life so how do we how do we plan for that uh, that kind of downside risk you know how how do we plan to make sure that we're prepared if something bad like that does happen um while also understanding you know it it may never be that bad again you know we we just don't know we don't have that crystal ball so um it it definitely comes up especially with uh you know the past couple of years how home prices have risen so much so many people are saying well this obviously isn't sustainable it's we're gonna have a crash again like 2008 you know that's you know not not necessarily true we shouldn't plan based on what happened last time you know so um it's trying to to change that um that uh perception that we know what's going to happen because we lived through the last one you know what if they have it all, how have people's maybe goals changed in the industry in the last 25 years when they come to a financial planner? Or have we, we always talk about how things have changed over time. Is yeah. that something that a person's goals in 19, yeah, things change, but the person's goals in 85 are very much the same goals people have in 2023, 2024. Yeah, I mean, people a lot of times want similar things. I would say, you know, pe- people want to buy that house. They they want to start the family. One thing that has been a trend in younger generations has been, uh, you know, the desire to travel more. I, obviously, this is different based on the person, but, um, you know... It, people want to be able to spend their money on things that make them happy that's that's the base of it and and that is not going to change right um so it really what i would say is what has changed more is the industry it's it's gone from you know uh more of a a commission based you know let let's uh get you this life insurance and and send you on your way or let's get you invested in this product and send you on your way to more of a uh, let's really take a look at everything that you have going on so that we can provide more value in areas such as, you know, ta- tax planning, estate planning, insurance, um, you know, making sure that you can achieve your goals. That takes more of a relationship than this industry used to be. So that's more of what has changed is the process of how people get to get to the end. Austin, in future episodes, what are you hoping to accomplish and get through to the audience? Yeah, I, I'm hoping to uh, just provide education. You know, uh, there are, I, I'm certainly not the only one out there who's trying to provide education, uh, but I, I wanted there to be another avenue out there um, for, for people to be able to go and learn more about finances if they're doing it themselves right now or if they're looking for more help, you know. Um, so just, uh, just, financial topics like uh you know budgeting and insurance and buying that first house and um things that we should all keep in mind uh are are the things that i hope to talk about um and maybe bring on a couple of uh a couple of guests who can share a little bit more about their expertise and uh one last thing uh we'll, we'll obviously dive more into some specifics in 
future episodes, but here we are. It's uh, the first full week of 2024. Anything we should keep in mind? Anything that we should know about? I, I mean... Or the, the sky's the limit. It's a brand new year. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's probably the same as usual. You know, it's... It's January 2024. Uh, make sure you're you're getting stuff to your tax preparer on time so that they can file your return. You know that's that's about it. And, uh, well, and Debbie Downer over here reminding us of the taxes. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry about <laughs> that, but you know it's a an unfortunate reality of the world we live in, isn't it? Well, Austin, thank you so much, and remember everybody, check out uh, upcoming episodes. And as you check out upcoming episodes, go back and listen to previous ones as well.